So you kind of want to knock down those walls in between departments and, you know, instead of looking at it as, you know, just paid search, just paid social SEO, look at it holistically as digital marketing and different kind of pieces of the puzzle to do that sort of stuff. Hi, you're listening to uh, More Than Marketing. I'm your host, Arsha Mirsha, and I'm uh, joined today by Anthony Snively. Hi. Hello, guys. Um, and we're talking about uh, attracting, retaining, and training your marketing teams. Now, this is more than marketing. So, yeah, we talk about marketing trends and and uh, and you know platform things like that. But you know, I think in marketing, Anthony, right, you have different skill sets and, and specialties and even if you have a t-shaped marketer you know to, to to get a campaign out you need all these different skill sets so you're going to work with a team and if you're a cmo or vp or director or manager or whomever or just a marketer you're mm-hmm. working with other people but mm-hmm. but this episode we're talking about you know building a team mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and uh anthony he uh, uh came to us he, he came and did our academy so he he learned a lot of the uh, you know platform and you know marketing whatever basics if you want to call it and and and, and platform right mm-hmm. yep. and then went on why don't you tell it what tell me yeah. your experience and yeah so I joined up uh, with web mechanics I guess like my senior year of college so came through when I really came on I really wanted to do a lot of like paid social advertising when I came in was really excited about that sort of stuff. Lo and behold, started uh, messing around with paid social, kind of figured out that wasn't what I necessarily wanted to do, Um, you know, but what the kind of academy gave me was having that like solid kind of understanding, I'd say like of the 101 kind of foundation. Yeah, yeah, the foundation of kind of digital marketing and everything that. Uh, kind of encompasses that. So when it comes to recruiting, training, all of that, um, you know, it makes it kind of simpler to have somebody who actually understands kind of the science behind it and can tell you what pay-per-click advertising actually means, Mm -hmm. um, what encompasses search engine optimization, whereas, um, you know, if you don't have kind of that foundation, it can be a little tricky to uh, understand it all. Yeah. Yeah, so you've done uh, everything from recruiting to project management, operations, and and I think the biggest part of your job here is is you manage our training mm-hmm. and training programs. Mm-hmm. We have several different training programs here, and and uh, and you know you're kind of at the center of of, of uh, administering those and mm-hmm. and getting feedback on them, and you know and all that. So so let's let's talk to the CMOs. Let's let's tell them like, hey, how do you kind of um, recruit and and train? Because you know, truth be told, like. If you're a, even if you're a, an experienced digital marketer mm-hmm. and you're switching jobs, there's still some training, some on-the-job training you need for that new job, right? Maybe they use a different project management tool. Maybe they yeah. have a different, uh, you know, process for for going between departments. I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you still need some training. So mm-hmm. I think every company needs a training program of sorts. Yeah. You would agree? Yeah, yeah, I most certainly agree. And I think there's a lot of different ways you can kind of structure that. And we're always trying to figure out the best ways uh, to kind of do that. But I'd say like for um, most companies, um, you know, if you're leading a certain marketing team, you should look at it kind of not as a one size fits all tool, um, but you should definitely look at it as every single person has different strengths and they're coming in with a lot of different skill sets Mm -hmm. as well. Um, You know, so the college student who's coming in 
um, with you. Maybe they've had an internship. Maybe they've just worked on a friend's WordPress site. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have very different training from somebody who comes in with, you know, four years of paid search experience. Yeah. Um, you know, so you want to kind of take those sorts of skills and identify ways you can improve them. Um, so the, the kind of best way to go about that is having that college student or even the newly uh, graduated uh, college senior. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of treat it again as digital marketing 101 where it's okay, you guys offer PPC, SEO, analytics, and email as well if we want to include that. Um, and you teach them the fundamentals of that. What are the various PPC networks? What makes up SEO? What are kind of some junior level tasks that yeah. you would be given as a junior? Rules. Yep. Um, you know, that could be stuff like keyword research. Um, you know, we use AWOPS a lot as mm-hmm. well. That's kind of junior level tasks that'll give them that foundation to have. Um, and then kind of with your mid-level people, what we see is um, a lot of the times in our industry, I feel like people that are in the mid-level kind of get uh, pigeonholed more or less, which is why, you know, we are really uh, passionate about having T-shaped marketers. Yeah. But some of the folks that we have, you know, are, you know, they're just focused in paid search. And if you're a CMO listening to this, I'd recommend not taking that sort of approach. Um, obviously, there are variabilities. Maybe that works for you. Yeah. But when you just understand one piece of the puzzle, you could be missing out on kind of all the awesome parts of digital marketing as well. Um, so if you have a training program, there's people who only have one certain skill set. What we do is we kind of make a customizable training plan for them and essentially identify those sorts of weak holes that they have. So we introduce them um, using some of the same intern materials that we use uh, internally uh, for those new hires. So if they uh, don't have any SEO experience, we showcase a lot of our SEO resources that we have. Mm-hmm. So just kind of plunging those sorts of gaps um, you know, and uh, following up with managers and making sure that they're getting sort of uh, deliverables that are going to reinforce that. I, I think the idea is that, hey, look, um, you know, when I only know one channel or one discipline, mm-hmm. then I am, uh, it's like only uh, being on one continent, mm-hmm. whereas there's the rest of the world, right? Yeah. And, and you want to, and that's why you see people who travel, they're kind of cultured and they have different perspectives and they're, um, you know, maybe more open-minded or whatever. And, and and so this idea of the T-shaped marketer and trying to create that T-shaped marketer is saying, is really like a, it's both, I think, like a, a skills-based. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying to make it so that they're more efficient because they have these skills and they can uh, translate the skills from one channel or discipline to the other. Yeah. But also it's kind of like an empathic. It's like empathetic. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm a, if I'm a you know a paid media manager mm-hmm. and I know nothing about the creative process, yeah, then it's really not fair to me to to start kind of you know poking and prodding at the copywriter or at the yeah. designer or whatever to say, yeah, you know I need a landing page tomorrow. It's like, well, hold on, you it haven't takes told time. Me, it takes yeah. time. Yeah. you haven't told me anything about this landing page, you know. So yeah, so by introducing them to to the different disciplines and kind of what the what the baseline, the foundation is for those uh, disciplines, they, they, they develop a sense of empathy for that other uh, uh, specialty or person doing that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, it even comes down to as well, like not getting to kind of test out different things as well. Like, again, when I came in, I really was interested in paid social and uh, lo and behold, turns out since I was able to try that, that's not necessarily uh, 
um, you know, where I want to be spending my efforts yeah. at. So if you don't kind of uh, give your folks a chance to try out new things, um, you know, they could just uh, be pigeonholed in one thing and just not really uh, satisfied kind of with their growth potential um, just with that one channel. Yeah. Yeah. You never know who's going to be, you know, awesome at, at the, at another channel. You, know, mm -hmm. you just, you don't know. And I don't, I don't think it's required necessarily to force it on to people, but I, no. but I do think it's, it's wise to offer it. Yeah. Um, it adds some variety, some spice of life to the, to yeah. the, to the job. Yeah, um, for sure. As well as gives you that, uh, gives them that, uh, you know, that more of that world view, so to speak. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's just letting them kind of do what they feel comfortable doing. Yeah. Um, you know, there have been times even where I've heard people who are only focused on paid search, but they aren't even allowed to go into like a Google Analytics right. for one of their clients or something like that. And to us, it just seems so foreign to us because everything is so much more integrated yes. here. Um, you know, so you kind of want to knock down those walls in between departments and, you know, instead of looking at it as, you know, just paid search, just paid social SEO, look at it holistically as digital marketing and different kind of pieces of the puzzle to yeah. do that sort of stuff. It's, so. it's astonishing to me that you could be a paid search manager and not know the ins and outs of Google Analytics. Mm -hmm. like, this makes no sense to yeah. me whatsoever, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, how are you then finding, like, here's a really cool little trick, right? Go to referring sites yeah. and, and look at, different metrics maybe conversion rate maybe bounce rate yep. maybe time on site and and do like a weighted measurement in, in analytics i'm getting way too nerdy right now but <laughs> that's how you can find like yeah. i've found referring sites yeah that that <clears throat> drive traffic that converts doesn't drive a lot a lot of traffic yeah but then but then you go to that site and you look at their advertising their media kit yeah and you're like yo i can buy your email newsletter subscription for yep. like for pennies on the dollar yep. uh, as, a, as a you know compares to like a cpm yeah on like google or something and and yeah um, anyway anyway I'm, i digress let's come back let's come back and let's let's backtrack yeah we've talked about kind of um training yeah that's when they're already here let's yeah. talk about recruiting yeah let's talk about recruiting where do we find digital market they don't train this stuff in school I mean, yeah some of them are starting to say yeah them. so what do you talk to me about recruiting a little bit yeah so it it depends as well you know it's not like a one problem solves all problems kind of thing or one solution solves all right. problems type of thing um you know uh when it comes to more like junior level people again what we found really successful is investing in our internship right. um you know uh kind of academy is what we call it um you know so that's certainly a viable option but in order to like kind of attract people i think what it really comes down to is you know you asking yourself as a cmo or vp or whatever position you're in kind of um you know what makes your company unique like what uh you know would the world kind of be missing out on if your company wasn't around anymore mm -hmm. and when you kind of dial in on those sorts of questions you can better position yourself because um, you know, recruiting is kind of like marketing and sales when it really comes down to it. Yeah, it sure um, is. You know, the conversion is, you know, when a person submits an application, but, you know, you have to work those sorts of candidates down the funnel. It's so, um, good. It's so, <laughs> true. It's so true. That is the conversion. Literally in Google Analytics, right? Yep. What is your goal completion? It's submitting a, yep. an application. Backslash applied is uh, how we yeah, do it. So, um, you know, URL. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of got to look at it that way is, you know, um, 
what's the awareness of the company? You know, what's your Glassdoor reviews? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what, how have people heard about web mechanics in the past? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you never really know how people are going to come. You know, there's a few different ways to actually attract them. Um, you know, one of them is just uh, having really personal job postings is something that's very helpful. Personable, um, you said? Yeah, and like it sounds like it was written by a human, not yeah, just like yeah, a yeah. robot or something <clears throat> like that. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, there are sometimes job descriptions that say like, here are the requirements, here are the responsibilities. That's it. You can get creative with it. Obviously check with all like senior level people, but you can throw in an emoji in there. Yeah, throw an emoji. Yeah, check with legal, right? We're not saying don't do that, right? But... But uh, but definitely yeah, throw the emoji in there. Like, yeah, this is marketing. Make make recruiting fun, right? Yeah, I mean, make make it. You know, and, and maybe maybe you're uh, maybe you're a marketer at a um, I don't know uh, more uh, buttoned up or, or red tape type industry, maybe mm-hmm. financial, healthcare, whatever. Okay, so now let's have some. You can't have too much fun there, so have fun on the recruiting. Yeah, I don't know, you know, yeah, like exactly, exactly. Right. So and make don't. it human, make it personable. Yeah, you know, talk about your differentiators. I, I would add uh, when you were saying. Differentiators. I also I thought like core values. Yeah. You know, like throw those in the job description. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. We don't necessarily do that. It's on our recruiting site. Yeah. Maybe not in the job description, but if you know, you know, it's because that's what. I mean, that's how you're gonna find people who are aligned to your fabric. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I mean that's definitely something you wanna keep in mind even when you are hiring people as well. And um, yes, talk you know, about that. Yeah. So, yeah. So okay, maybe this person doesn't have that much experience, or maybe they have some experience. Yeah. How else are you judging them? Yeah. Not judging. I hate that word. Uh, evaluating. Yeah, you know? evaluating is a good way to put yeah. it. Um, I mean. A good way to do it is making sure, um, you know, there are a lot of times during the interview process where you're kind of gauging a lot of different parts kind of of, that make up a person. You know, you can have like a super duper skilled person, but if they're not a great culture fit, um, you know, their core values and their character necessarily isn't aligned to the work that we're doing. They're probably not going to be a good fit no matter how skilled they are. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in those sorts of um, different... um, I guess, uh, categories to kind of, um, evaluate candidates is, you know, kind of like what's their culture fit, what's their character, core values type of fit, and then what's their skill fit. Um, they can kind of, you know, they're kind of fluid. It's not like, uh, you know, we have like check marks where it's like, well, they got an eight out of 10 on culture and then that, but you know, we're willing to kind of look past certain skills if, you know, we think they're a really hard worker and they're going to pick up fast. Um, you know, of course, if they have everything, that's great. But if you can, most of the time with stuff, you know, you can't expect somebody to have 20 years of Facebook ads experience. That's not possible. Facebook wasn't around 20 years ago. (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, you know, same thing with anything in Google ads. Stuff is changing so fast that it makes it very, very challenging to find people with super senior experience. So you need to be kind of realistic with what you can get. Yeah. And I think looking for someone who, uh, I think. You, you know, you nailed it. Okay, we can look past the skills if you're a hard worker, if mm-hmm. you have some evidence of hustle or evidence of learning because, yeah. you know, this industry changes like, you know, faster than underwear. That's yeah. a common saying, I think. Or maybe it's common because I say it a lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, your underwear is changing often yeah. Yeah, because yeah, this yeah. industry definitely is changing often. Yeah. So you need to be able to learn and, 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 and be passionate about it. Enjoy yeah. it, you know. Find someone who's got some passion. Yeah. 
Now let's talk about the interview process, though. So, you know, okay, I found some candidates and now I'm bringing them in. Yeah. What do we do in the interview process? Yeah, so as much as interviews tend to be like you trying to understand more about a candidate, it's also the candidate trying to understand, um, you know, the company better. So it's not this sort of thing where, you know, you can play tough and, you know, not uh, show hospitality to a candidate. They're here, um, you know, and they deserve to be treated well. So uh, typically what I would say you should recommend is, you know, just start with showing them around the space. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get a feel for the office and kind of the uh, mentality and the culture kind of just from walking around, yeah. um, showing them the different parts of the office. Um you know, and then That's of good. course, offering them something to drink as well. They're definitely super nervous because it's an interview, um, so you want to make sure that they feel comfortable and uh, kind of ready. Um, Are you from the South by any chance? Because you're very hospitable. Oh no, no, <laughs> just uh, I guess my parents uh, are good uh, people. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right, let's thank them then. We'll thank. Them. Thanks, mom and dad. Was that a very uh, uh, Got a stereotype that I just threw out there in the South, right? I mean, I think it's a good stereotype. It's a good to have, stereotype, though, right? Yeah. Hospitality. Well, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, yeah. uh, hospitality South. Yeah. We like you. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, but you know, then uh, once you get them water, tea, coffee, a snack, or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, they get comfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, so one of the things, you know, I've heard a lot of different ways that people do interviews. Sometimes people do interviews, and it's like eight people on a panel just broad, like uh, badgering a person with questions over and over yeah. again. Yeah, It's not a accurate portrayal of how that person actually is. You're putting them under immense uh, pressure, pressure and yeah. in front of eight different people. Um, yeah, that's not, yeah, it's not a job, right? Yeah, so, exactly, yeah, they're not, exactly. They're not a congressperson. Like, just, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a good interview process for congresspeople, right? <laughs> but not, not for uh, <laughs> not marketers. For exactly. um, you know, so what you want to do then is kind of section out your interviews in different um like uh, timelines, more or less. Um, you know. Oh, you know. You mentioned actually going back. So I'm sorry to cut you off. Anthony, no, you're you good. Meant, you you mentioned some good. So we look at um, uh, character. Yep. Look at culture. Yep. And look at skills. Yep. So you could theoretically have people. Let's say you have like three people come in and an interview. One's interviewing for the culture. One's yep. interviewing for the character. One's yep. interviewing for the skills. Right. Yep. And you align the. You know, the people who know the skills the best to do the skills interview, yeah. the people who know the culture the best, you know, do that. I, you know, you often have me come in and do the culture piece yep. because, you know, I'm a co-founder and I want to make sure our core values and culture are tight. So, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, now I get it. Yeah, now exactly. Now I see what you're doing. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's that's exactly it is. You it's kind of take what... to your madness. Yep, you take uh, exactly what's kind of important to you as an org when you're hiring people yeah. and uh, making sure that the people who are uh, <laughs> coming in to interview, um, you know, are uh, they have a role in mind, um, you know, because it just helps everybody be more efficient as well, that the skills people... They already know that the culture and character bits are taken care of already. Right. Um, the culture people don't have to worry about the skills. You know, yes. um, most of the time, you know, sometimes the culture people won't be necessarily the best person to probe for skills anyway. So right. they shouldn't be asking those sorts of questions. Right. Um, you know, so it just keeps the interview process more efficient. And it also is less intimidating to candidates as well when they don't have to sit in front of a panel in front of, you know, 
eight different people, you know, instead we want to have, you know, maybe two people in at a time from our company, um, you know, and then kind of switch out as uh, different sections of the interview, um, you know, wrap up. And you always want to be respectful of people's time as well, um, you know, because typically uh, unless somebody is, you know, in the middle of jobs or something like that, um, most of the time people who are coming in to interview are normally taking some PTO or something like that off of their current role. Um, You want to be respectful of them and make sure that they're actually getting really good usage of their um, of their current time with you and not over, uh, I guess, like overstaying where their, right. you know, current workplace is going to get, I don't know, suspicious or be like... Or whatever. Or yeah. maybe they, yeah, or whatever. They, maybe they have something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yep. interviews can go long. You know, you ask yeah. questions open-ended and, yeah. you know, whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you always want to leave room as well for them to ask questions because, again... I think that's really important. You you started touching on that yeah. uh, at the beginning of this yeah, question, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and I think... I really was hoping you'd come back, and you, now you are. But I'm just going to highlight it. Yeah. Nothing says uh, passion. Nothing says. I mean, okay, maybe some stuff. But nothing says passion. Nothing says desire more than someone who comes prepared with questions yep. for you. They've read your glass door. They have seen your website. They have taken uh, the, the the phone interview yep. or whatever you know the steps before to, cu- to cultivate some questions that are important to them nothing makes me more upset in an interview yeah than when when i ask do you have any questions for us and the answer is no yeah like you have the owner of the company sitting across from you yeah ask me a question a hard one please like yeah. i'm begging you to do that yeah um you know, it just says that you're not ready or, or, yeah. or you don't want to be here in particular. You're just looking for a job. You don't care what it is. And, yeah. and, you know, for us, you know, we're not, that's not, that's not who I'm looking to hire personally. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe you as a CMO have a, have a position to uh, fill and, you know, and that's just, it's just checking a box. I don't know. Yeah. But, but um, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. But deciding it, what's important to you up front and being realistic about it. Yeah. That. But I would even say adding on to it, um, you know, if you are a CMO, what you want to do is, uh, you know, uh, I think there are different varieties of even qualities of questions as mm-hmm. well. Like sometimes it'll be some really like standard questions, like what's a day in the life look like? Yeah. And that's well and good. But like what really gets me excited is, you know, when people ask like kind of the trickier questions, yeah. like uh, what's the future of this organization? Look yeah. Like? Or, yes. you like, know, if there was one word to describe working here, what would it be? Yeah, and why? Right. Or, uh, you know, um, what's been a challenge for you guys in 2019 or something like right. that, where they're getting kind of to the like meat and potatoes more or less of what the company is, who they serve and um, that sort of thing. Yep. No, I completely agree. I, I, I'm right on the same page. I once had it. I once asked that question. Do you have any questions for us? And uh, the, they're like, uh, nah, hmm. actually I have one question. Um, what does lunch look like? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, and at first I was thrown off. I was like, why do you care about love? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it turned out, upon further, they, they, they are actually looking for more of a understanding of the culture. Yeah. Like, do people eat together? Yeah. Or, 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 do they, or do they eat at their desk? Yeah. And, and so I kind of had to probe for that, but that question threw me off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're already asking about lunch? lunch? You're not even hired yet? Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Like, but it was yeah. more, they're, they're trying to understand the culture. So, yeah, for sure. So that was, that was kind of interesting. Um, let me take a quick commercial break, okay? And then uh, we'll come right back and, and talk about now we've we've interviewed. We know their culture, their uh, 
their uh, character, their skills. Now we've hired them. Yeah. Just want to, you know, quickly touch on what do we do next? What's yeah. the first thing we do? Yeah. There's a quick commercial big break. We'll be right back. Sounds good. All right, we're back. So we've interviewed. Uh, we have determined that they're the right fit, and now mm-hmm. we've made a hire, right? And yep. they, they start on Monday. Yep. So what are we doing? What's the what's the onboarding plan? Yeah. So it uh, first and foremost starts. Um, have with, a plan. Yeah, right. having a plan, a plan is uh, kind of integral to this whole sort of thing. Um, you know, onboarding is such like a massive part of the recruiting process that I think sometimes it gets kind of overlooked because it's like, well, we got them in the door. That's enough for us. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's uh, it should instead be looked at kind of as we got them in the door. Now let's make sure that they're set up for success. Um, so what we kind of want to focus on is, you know, each, every single company that you work at has a different system. They have different processes. They have different kind of everything. And, um, sometimes a candidate's going to come in, they know every single thing. Sometimes they're not. So you want to make sure that you take into consideration that when you're onboarding them. Um, but what really helps us is just having, um, you know, we use a project management software. Uh, called Asana. Asana is super helpful. You can have this like nice checklist basically that runs through everything that a person could know. Um, you know, or so, needs to know. Yeah, or needs to know even. So making sure that they understand things related to how we use uh, Google Calendar or Gmail or um, you know our messaging app Slack. Um, understanding how they knew that. Yes. So. When they come in on day one, um, you know, recommend letting them start a bit later as well because just helps them kind of get acclimated, kind of establishes that this is going to be a more um, relaxed day because you don't want to throw your new hire into the fire on the first day. Like, uh, hey, buddy, thanks for joining. We need you to, you know, redesign a completely uh, huge website for us real quick. Um, You know, so that's not really uh, great to do. So what you want to do is always set somebody with them kind of on day one. You don't want to just take them to their desk and be like, here you go. Like that's it. Um, you know, you want to make sure that their immediate manager knows they're coming and it is kind of available at their desk to just, you know, wave, say hello, good to see you again. Um, you know, because it's assuming that they've been involved in the interview process as well. Um, so after that, it's just a matter of, you know, getting them set up on their machine, um, understanding their computer preference if you can, um, you know, because if they work better on a Mac or a PC or a Chromebook, that's going to help them ultimately be more efficient for you guys Successful. as an org. Yeah. Um, so what you want to do then is just start running them through kind of the core system that you guys work with and how all of those sorts of uh, pieces of the puzzle and work. And the nuances. Like you said, like, yeah. okay, we use Slack. I'm sure many organizations out there use Slack. Yep. Okay? But the channels, the yeah, way you use Slack mean. is different. Okay, we have Asana. Maybe they use Asana in the past, but the way that we use Asana, it might it's be different. different. Right. So, yep. so those intricacies are what you want to um, cover. Yeah. You know, and make sure that they're comfortable, comfortable with and yeah. leaving room for them to ask questions. Yep. Um, you know, I think number one in this is having an onboarding plan and that onboarding plan could be templated in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I know ours is for sure. Yeah. You know, we have, and we're constantly making tweaks to the template. Yeah, right? We're like, for hey, sure. you know what, you know, uh, they didn't, we need everyone to install our CRM. This was a recent thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Need yeah. Everyone yep. to install our CRM plugin. Yep. And you know, it wasn't happening. Okay. No problem. No one's upset. Add yeah. it to the onboarding and make sure everyone has, 
do it once for everyone, add it to onboarding so everyone in the future will have it. Yep. And so now, you know, you have that template in onboarding and you can add things to it or modify things to it as your needs and, and organization changes. Yeah. But what it does is what you said and said very well is sets people up for success. Yeah. It doesn't throw them to the fire. Yeah. And, and, and force them to kind of figure it out yeah. along the way. Um, you know, it just gives them that foundation. Yeah. Baseline, you know? Yeah. So, so they, I know you, you, uh, you do this pretty well, uh, uh, in kind of systematically in a way. So I, right. Like you kind of do it by day. Mm-hmm. You do like day one, I think it's like system setup, right? Yeah. 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 And then kind of what you want to focus on then for like the second, uh, day is more so going to be focusing. Like we have specific tasks or you complete to, um, you know, we're not just going to show you how to do something. Typically we'll show you how to do something and then ask you to actually do it. Right. Um, you know, because it's kind of the best way to reinforce things. So a lot of your second day will focus on actually those sorts of onboarding tasks. So whether that be, um, you know, setting up a mentorship meeting with your new manager, um, you know, so you understand Google Calendar better, um, sending an email to your manager asking if there are any particular email groups they should be a part of. Um, you know, so you're going to spend a good chunk of your second day. uh, I didn't even know you did that. That's good. That's really good. Um, so your second day is going to be a lot of, um, you know, taking care of the tasks that you need to. Um, that's where that email came from. Yep. Yep. You're sneaky, man. That's good (laughs) Um, stuff. That's smart. So, so then kind of after that is where, um, you know, you're feeling more acclimated with everything. So that's when you can kind of, um, one start to maybe delve in, dip your toe in kind of in some uh, real work starting out. But of course, like no super rush on that. This is what day three. Yeah, more or less. But as well on day three, you're going to start doing some uh, meet and greets as well with yeah. select people. Um, scheduled. Yeah, scheduled yeah. meet and greets that are um, just a nice time to sit down, uh, meet somebody else from a different team. Because, um, you know, when I joined Web Mechanics, I think we were about like 30-ish people. And it was much easier to just meet and <clears throat> greet with uh, more folks. It's still pretty simple and straightforward to do that. But setting out dedicated time for people across teams to meet with one another just makes each other feel more comfortable with each other which allows them to do better work, basically. Um, You know, and uh, they usually get a chance as well during their first day just to, uh, I meant to say this earlier, just get lunch with the new person Mm -hmm. as well. It's a super great way to introduce them to all sorts of different people across teams. Um, Because, yeah, you just need to say free food is in the kitchen. Come (laughs) say hi to the new person. Everyone rolls to the kitchen. Everybody rolls rolls in and you get to meet them. You get to meet everyone. And it's a good way to make them feel comfortable. And let's say super introverted. If you ask them, hey, we'd like to do this, would you like to? Yeah. Some people will say no. Yeah, and that's okay. That's okay. And that's just, that's back to hospitality. It's not not about, um, uh, you know, doing the same thing every single time for it. It's about, you know, making them feel comfortable. That's yeah. the end goal, right? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So, um, so yeah, the meet and greets are really good because then you get um, people knowing one another. And, yeah. and you never know. Like, sometimes they they share common interests or, or common friends or something like that. Yeah, and, exactly. And now this relationship is built and yep. these, and, and they can then go on and work, work really well together. together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And something you would never have known if you, if you didn't make the connection. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, um, you know, lastly, uh, something else that we've kind of been doing now new is, um, you know, we work with a immediate manager more or less to kind of plan out every single hour of that new hire's like first week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, setting up those meet and greets, setting up their onboarding, um, but then also just, um, you know, they're going to be meeting with direct members of their team who they're going to be working very closely with, um, you know, and since you're going to be working so closely with them, it helps if you 
uh, know their name for starters, but also kind of just understand them as a person. Mm -hmm. And then um, once all those meet and greets happen, we just, um, you know, would recommend as well doing some sort of customized training plan. Again, going back to making sure that, uh, you know, people are um, well-versed in a variety of things, or at least understand and that. always learning. Yeah, and always learning, and at least understand that SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want to make sure that they have a customized training plan, so if they lack one skill, we can train them up on something else right away with uh, the training materials that we have. And then, yeah, basically after that, they can sign up for different certifications as well that we recommend. Um, yeah. You know would be really cool? What? And we used to have, a long time ago we had this, Yeah, uh, a glossary of terms. Because we use a lot of acronyms. Yeah, we do have a lot and, of acronyms. And, and I'm sure we share some with, with you out there, but uh, I'd imagine that you have your own. Yeah. Like inside your own company or your own industry. Yeah. Definitely both of those. Uh, maybe inside your own team, yeah. right? Like a TPS report. You know, yeah, I don't even know what that stands for, but people from office, the office do, yeah, uh, <laughs> right. But, but so yeah, in acronyms, that's something that we should. Yeah, that is something we should do. I can dust it off, man. It's deep in our drive, but yeah, I can, I can dust it off because we, I don't know, we have a lot of acronyms. Oh, sure. acronyms, yeah. Right? And you know, Anthony, it's funny you you mentioned names and, and meeting. Um, I was interviewing someone recently, and I asked them, "What do you think the most challenging part of your?" Of say you get the job, what's the most challenging part going to be for you? Mm-hmm. And they thought about it, thought about it, and they said, knowing everyone's name, <laughs> learning everyone's name within the first two weeks. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, like I didn't see that coming. You yeah, know? this is totally. But, yeah. But it's but what's interesting about it is that you know that was. That was that person's concern. Yeah. That's what they were concerned about. Not, yeah, for sure. You know, whatever, the workload or or understanding the, you know, the industry or whatever. whatever yeah. So I thought it was kind of interesting. So yeah, that's cool. It's crazy what's on people's mind and, and you just don't know until you ask. Yeah, you know? exactly. So. Great, man. Great onboarding. Just I think first off, you know, if I could put together like having a plan. Yeah. Knowing that there are certain things that has to happen, like the, like setting them up in the system yeah showing them the intricacies of that yeah um, and um being available and being patient as well you know yeah. just really stopping and being like look if you have questions feel free to slack me always happy to help you out basically with anything and that still happens with you know some of our newer folks who have been here for three months now or something yeah. like that where they uh have a question about moving files around in drive or they need to be added to some sort of time tracking project that they I saw you doing that I of. saw you doing that yesterday yeah you know, someone yeah who's been here a couple of weeks and you were like hey I just showing them how to do time tracking yeah you, know, you did it in the onboarding yep. they needed a refresher or exactly. something specific for a certain client yeah. or whatever yeah exactly and that's that's awesome man you're a good person Anthony you know that <laughs> well thank you man you really I think are. you're a good person too Archer. how about them apples <laughs> um all right cool so we have a little time Let, let's talk about um just real quick touch on like what we do to the scale, right? Yeah. So your marketing organization is is growing, um, and or or it has a lot of turnover, maybe. Yeah. Right? Um, for either one of those cases, what can you do to uh, for a continuity? 
Yeah, I'd say um, write things down or record videos even of it. We use a tool uh, called Loom, which is fantastic yes. for recording videos. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, web developers, for example, they take documentation whenever they're building any sort of website or web application. Um, you should do the same thing for your organization as well. Um, you know, if something happens where one marketing manager is just doing one task, he or she's the only one who knows how to do it. There's going to be a cost of time, basically, when that person leaves and somebody else has a to major learn hole, it. A major hole. Yeah, yeah so, so as soon, documentation. Yeah, so as soon as you start taking documentation, and there's a lot of stuff, um, a lot of guides that we have internally for anything from keyword research to um, you know, basic account management to just uh, how to use different systems that we have here. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of helps with scaling of, you know, making sure those guides are simple enough that somebody can come in with little experience and follow along in the steps of a certain guide to complete a real entry-level task and be able to complete it without um, having many questions. Yeah. Um, as well as using uh, templates as well. You, yeah. um, a lot of the times, at least in the marketing industry, a lot of the things that you do are repeatable. Um, yes. And you're going to keep on doing this. So instead of reinventing the wheel every single time, you may as well create templates that you can update as different systems change. When Google AdWords changes to Google Ads and they roll out different features, um, you know, you want to keep that sort of uh, different keep it templates. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So just um, writing stuff down and recording videos of uh, demonstrating how to do certain things is going to greatly help you scale up. Quickly. Scale. And that's yeah. the word, scale, right? Because yeah. now I don't have to sit with that person, yeah. you know, and I've, I've I've recorded the video once and I can use it over and over again. Yeah. And I don't have to sit with them and, you know, take my time. They can, yeah. they can watch the video or, and, um, and learn it themselves. Or even uh, one of our creative directors who, uh, he was going out of the office for a little bit and he was like, hey man, can you show me how to, uh, you know, get ready to, you know, prep for being out of office? And I was like, Here's a template for it. Just follow it along. Literally, we have a it. template for OOO prep, out yep. of office prep. And yep. that's because we've done it so many times yep. that we just put it into a template. Yep. Right? And it and it eliminates, you know, the risk of missing something and, as well. Yes. Well said. I love that you said that because even myself, who's done a particular thing a million times, let's say, I still use the templates. Yeah. And why? It's because I want to make sure I'm not missing, missing something. anything. Yep. Because that's what happens when you think... You know, when you think you've done it so many times that you're not going to miss something, that's when you miss something. Yeah, for sure. So, so it just reminds you that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. So, dude, this was awesome. Thank you so much for uh, spending your time with me and 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 hopefully telling you know giving some good actionable insights yeah. and takeaways, practical tips for uh, interviewing, for training, yeah. for onboarding, uh, which all leads to that retention, right? Yeah. And 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 then also for templatizing here uh, to to for scale. Yep, right? for sure. So I really appreciate your time, man. Yeah, really man. Thank you, you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully this was uh, helpful to you all out there. Please comment. Let us know what was uh, what was helpful. Uh, what you might want to hear more about. If uh, if you want, Anthony will likely, you know, spend time with you and and, and help you because he's just passionate about the space. He's passionate <laughs> about people. And yeah. Making sure people have great experiences in, in this in this marketing world. So. Uh, yeah, so feel free to reach out, like, subscribe, comment, uh, share this with your friends. Thank you, Anthony. Put it Thank here. Thank you, man. One more clap, and we'll cool. see you next time on More Than Marketing. All righty. Cheers. See you guys.